It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. Also heard online at thegamesportshow.podbean and thegamesportshow.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from the studios of ESPN 1400 on M129 and Three Mile Road on this Monday, November 9th, 2020. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, will be going till 8 o'clock here on ESPN 1400. Special guest tonight, we're hoping to be joined by Director of Athletics at Lake Superior State University, Dr. David Pateson. He'll be joining us at the bottom of our number one. 645, we'll be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who will get us up to date on what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports world. And then we'll start the roundtable at 7 o'clock. Myself, Butch Davis, and we're hoping to be joined by E.J. Russell, host of The Hot Seat in Escanaba, Michigan. Beautiful Monday, November day here in Sault Ste. Marie. Temperatures up to the low 70s. It's still about 70 degrees. I'm in shorts, and it's November. It's fantastic. And we have a lot of local sports to cover, so we got a little more time than we usually do, so we don't have to rush through some of these scores and results. Let's start with high school football playoff action. Entering this past weekend, four EUP teams were still alive. And going into this upcoming weekend's action, three teams are still alive. Let's start in eight-player football. On Friday night, in the game you heard over on our sister station, Oldies 93 with Matt Pocket, it was the Cedarville Trojans in Division Two knocking off the Rapid River Rockets by the score of 28-20 to at Hossack Memorial Field. The Trojans now 7-1 and on the season. They move on to play North Central in the regional final game in Powers, Michigan. That will be on Friday night at 7 o'clock. North Central still undefeated on the season. They had no trouble in their regional semifinal against Lake Linden Hubble by the score of 52 to 8. Senior Caleb Coleman for the Trojans, he had a big night, ran for 158 yards and one touchdown. He also snagged a crucial interception in the last minutes of the game to seal the Trojans' victory. Cedarville led 16-6 at halftime, got a little close at the end, but they were able to pull out the victory. They compiled 300 yards of rushing and 478 yards of total offense on Friday night. Bailey Hiltz, he was 5 of 13 passing for 178 yards. Aiden Andras led the wide receivers with two catches for 130 yards. Hiltz also added 62 yards rushing. Grant Fountain also added 71 yards rushing for Cedarville, while Coleman, he had three catches for 48 yards. On defense for the Trojans, it was Grant Fountain leading the way. He had 12 tackles. 
while Coleman, he had 11 tackles. Michael Fairchild had seven tackles, three sacks, and a fumble recovery. So Cedarville moves on to a regional final. Again, they'll take on Powers North Central, a very dangerous team. The Trojans are going to have their hands full, but Coach Scott Barr has the Trojans playing very good football. Seven and one shows how good they have been playing. Well, the Pickford Panthers, you could maybe excuse them going into their Saturday afternoon regional semifinal game in Division One and eight-player football against Newberry is maybe being a little rusty. Well, maybe a little rusty might not be the uh, sediment going into the game. Pickford, up until Saturday, hadn't played a game for almost a month since October 8th. They missed their final two regular season games and got a forfeit win in their playoff opener, all due to cases of COVID. Now, two of those COVID cases were with opposing schools, while one within the Pickford schools was back on October 16th. Well, the Panthers, they didn't show any rust, and they won their 15th straight game in games that were played on the field as they crushed Newberry by the score of 63-7. to You also heard that game over on our sister, sister station, Oldies 93 with Matt Pocket. It was all Pickford in that one. Compiled 326 yards rushing and seven touchdowns in their ground game. They only attempted two passes on the day. Senior Dominic Bonney, he ran for 162 yards and three touchdowns. He also had a pick six interception return. Kyle Rounds, he cashed in with two touchdown runs while Micah Bailey and Josh Sullivan, they also had touchdown runs for the Panthers. When the Panthers had to pass, they did well. They were two for two. Bailey, I should say, was two for two for 47 yards with Zach Harrison getting both receptions for the Panthers. The Panthers averaged over 10 yards of play on offense, and Bonnie's touchdown runs were 36 and 47. He also had a one-yard touchdown run all in the first half. Newberry, they were limited to just 79 yards of offense on a Saturday afternoon, and zero passing yards. Marco Juarez led the Indians with 41 yards rushing on 10 carries. Newberry, good season, though. They finished the season 4-4, four and four, and they were able to complete all their games. Uh, many teams not able to play all their games due to COVID-19, but Newberry certainly was one of the teams that had a very successful season and they did win their playoff opener against Onaway by the score of 26-6. But Pickford, the team, that is moving on. So let's look at the eight-player football regional finals. They're down, or you could say they're the quarterfinals, but they call them regional finals. Going back to Cedarville, they will be at Powers North Central. That game will be on Friday night at 7 o'clock, while the other side of the bracket sees Marion taking on Mayo. That game will be played also on Friday, and the winners of that one will move on to the semifinals, which will be played at sites that will be determined coming up here over the weekend. Pickford, they move on, as I mentioned, to the regional final, and the Panthers will take on Indian River Inland Lakes. Now, it looked like Pickford wasn't going to get a home playoff game if they were to win their game on Saturday, but they did because Indian River Inland Lakes, they knocked off Pelston by the score of 46 to 18. And so Pickford will host Indian River Inland Lakes. That game will be played Friday night at the Purple Palace in Pickford. 
And you can hear that game with Matt Pocket over on our sister station, Oldies 93. Matt will have the pregame show around 645 on Friday. The other side of that brackets sees bracket rather sees Sutton's Bay as they advanced over Whitmore Prescott over the weekend. They will host Gaylord St. Mary's. Gaylord St. Mary's knocked off Misick in that one. So good luck to the Panthers and the Cedarville Trojans, both advancing to the quarterfinals of eight-player football in Division One for the Trojans and Division Two for the Pickford Panthers. Well, Sioux High did. They were able to play their game on Friday night. There were some questions going in, maybe even as early as Friday morning, as far as if Sioux High was even going to be allowed to play, as the Sioux area schools have shut down due to the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic that is affecting our area. We've talked, well, we haven't talked about it here, but you've heard a lot of talk about how the Eastern Upper Peninsula and Chippewa County, to be exact, has been pretty fortunate to avoid the virus. Well, guess what? We haven't been very fortunate as the virus is rampant due to gatherings, and I'll just leave it at that. But the schools were closed. The winter sports were postponed, uh, that which were set to start this week. They've been moved back a week, but football moves on, and Suhai moves on as the Suhai Blue Devils won their first ever road playoff game. I did not know that they've never won a road playoff game, and it was an exciting one. That game was over on our sister station, 1230 WSOO, with Dave Watts and the Blue Devils knock off Ludington by the score of 22-16. to As junior Jacob Davey threw a five-yard touchdown pass to Callan Campbell as time expired, as the Blue Devils knock off Ludington for the second year in a row in the playoffs in a Division Four district semifinal game on Friday night by the score of 22-16. to The Blue Devils led 8-0 at halftime. Ludington came back to tie it twice, but then Suhai would get that last-second victory, and they move on. The Blue Devils, they had 173 yards rushing on 40 carries. Pierce led the way with 20 carries for 100 yards, while Robinson had 15 carries for 50 yards. Davey, 8 of 14 passing for 118 yards. As Suhai, now 6-2 and two on the season. And they will travel to Cadillac for the district championship this Friday night at 7 o'clock. Cadillac won by forfeit over Alma. Alma had some COVID cases. Their uh, powers that be decided that it was not safe for them to play. And so Cadillac did not play last week, but Suhai did. And Suhai will advance and take on Cadillac. And again, you can hear that game over on our sister station, Oldies 93, with Dave Watson. I imagine Pat Bennon likely to make the trip as well. Now, if you happen to miss the broadcast on Friday night, you can now find it on our website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We put Suhai football football broadcast on that site as well as Coach's Corner heard Saturday mornings, 11.05 on at 12.30 WSO. Again, that site, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. The other side of the bracket, uh, Flint Hammity Eastern won their game over Spring Lake. In Division 4, they will take on Whitehall. Whitehall won their game over Coopersville. Other area UP Northern Michigan teams still alive in other divisions in Division 8. District Final will see Iron Mountain hosting Bark River Harris. 
On the other side of the bracket, Johannesburg Lewiston will take on Beale City. That in Division 8. In Division 7, Charlevoix moves on. They knocked off Mancelona by a 52 to nothing count. And they will take on Traverse City St. Francis. That game will be at Charlevoix on Friday night. Division 6, Cadillac advances. They knocked off Menominee by the score of 29 to 14. And they will host Nagani as Nagani topped Ishpeming Westwood by the score of 42 to 14. Grayling in Division 6, they knocked off Manistee by the score of 49 to 14. And they will move on to take on Boyne City. Boyne City with a narrow one-point victory over Glen Lake on a Friday night. Division 5, the team that knocked off Sioux High Kingsley, they had no trouble with Gladwin. And they are going to travel to Reed City in a Division 5 district final. That should be a very good game. Marquette, the only other area team alive. This one in Division 3 as they knocked off Mount Pleasant on the road last weekend. And they will travel to Muskegon on, I believe that game is on Friday. So there is your high school football roundup. Again, Sioux High advances. They will take on Cadillac. That game Friday night, 7 o'clock on 1230 WSO. Cedarville, they will take on Powers North Central Friday night at 7 o'clock in 8-player Division 1. And Pickford in Division 2, they will host Indian River Inland Lakes Friday night, 7 o'clock. You can hear that game over on our sister station, Oldies 93. We're going to take a break. We come back. We have more high school sports to talk about. Volleyball, they have moved into their regional semifinals. A couple area teams involved in that one. As well, we'll talk about the NOJHL returning to action. Sioux Thunderbirds in action this weekend in exhibition play. We'll also talk about Sioux Indians and much more. You're listening to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You're listening to The Game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to The Game on ESPN 1400 and online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.com dot podbean.com scott nason with you on this monday night coming up around 6 30 we'll be talking to the director of athletics at lake superior state university dr david pateson then at 6 45 we'll be joined by butch davis from butch on sports who'll get us up to date on the metro detroit sports scene but joining us right now host of the game sports show in sioux ontario co-host of our show here on espn 1400 you all know him and you all love him. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David McKaggett Jr. Kegger, how you doing on this Monday night, sir? Scotty, I'm doing great. Thanks for the intro. And I love everybody as well. So it's a, it's a two-way street there. You know, we appreciate you coming on, Dave. And I uh, wanted to talk to you about what's going on in Sioux, Ontario, specifically the NOJHL and the OHL. Let's start with the NOJHL because... They are back on the ice, and they were back on the ice this weekend. As a matter of fact, the Sioux Thunderbirds took part in a couple exhibition games against the Blind River Beavers over the weekend. But it's a much different look in the NOJHL, uh, much like it's a much different look uh, potentially in the world of hockey. Uh, looking forward to the OHL, uh, no body contact, uh, lots of rules and regulations as far as how many fans you can have in the stands. Uh, different sort of things for fans even to come in. You got to log them in. And, and so I just wanted your overall thoughts on the NLJHL return to play. It looks like they're going to be getting underway with the regular season here in another week or so. You know, honestly, I'm a, it's a big relief that hockey is back in general for the community of Sault Ste. Marie and just overall here in Canada. And obviously hockey is 
equivalent to what baseball is and for the United States, as well as probably football and other sports. But hockey is our number one sport here in Canada. And to be able to at least be on the ice, that is a relief to a lot of hockey fans. However, there obviously has been a lot of questions in regards to the rules and regulations that you just mentioned, Scott, with the body contact. And, and you know, I, I, I'm still on the fence about my reaction on it. But either way, the main point was to ensure that we had hockey come back. And that is what had to be agreed upon to ensure that hockey came back. So that is what everyone's going to have to deal with, period. And honestly, it is still fast-paced hockey. Like you mentioned, NOJHL just got started this past weekend and the, the Thunderbirds were against the Blind River Beavers. Uh, they were really successful in preseason action against the Beavers this past weekend. The Thunderbirds were really active this offseason. They were one of the more busier teams in the offseason with the coaching changes, the player acquisitions from different leagues, and preparing for COVID-19 rules and regulations to get put into place and to what was going to happen. And honestly, Scott, just to say, I'm just happy that hockey is back here locally and just coming back in the right fashion with the NOGHL, the OHL, etc. So at the end of the day, everyone is following those rules of in specific regulations with in-person attendance. You know, now that might give more opportunity for some restaurants, like including at the John Rhodes Community Center. They got a restaurant upstairs, obviously, that you can watch a game at, or even there is some other ways you can watch it. Hockey TV, there's there's other radio uh, communications throughout different cities everywhere that you're at. So it's going to give more exposure to those as well. So the main point is, though, hockey is back, and I'm excited that it is back, despite, though, that the body body checking, sorry, is going to be missed. Dave, are you a little bit surprised that the NLJHL made the jump? Uh, you know, they had been following suit as far as the Ontario Hockey League, who has pushed back their return to play till February. We'll talk about that in a moment. But were you a little surprised that the NLJHL pulled the trigger and, and started games this weekend? Honestly, uh, it was very much a surprise. I thought they would follow suit. And as I mentioned, we're all happy that hockey is back. So I'm not complaining that it is, despite if it, with the NLJHL starting. Uh, this past weekend with the OHL starting in February. But at the end of the day, there's the NOJHL felt the opportunity to jump in right now. And they felt that it was a proper time to do it now. And the NOJHL is a little bit different still than the Ontario Hockey League, not just because of level of hockey or skill or nothing or such, but there's kind of different kind of organizational plans and procedures that are in place. And I'm very curious to see if I can get some of that information leaked to me about how it's different with running an organization with the NOJHL and the OHL, sorry, in terms of how that was determined. And I honestly think a big part of it is because of the schedule of the NOJHL in comparison to the OHL. They, but you got to think of it though. If the OHL has any emergency call-ups, they call up from the Thunderbird system. If you're comparing with the the Sioux Greyhounds and the Sioux Thunderbirds, right? Uh, there's also Sudbury and the Sudbury Wolves. So, or I should say, Rayside. So, the, with with the OHL and the NOJHL, it is still different. And the NOJHL felt it was a perfect time to do it because it's also a little bit less in terms of person in-person attendance. There's also more diff- kind of different regulations in place with the full face shields. Um, and there's a good guinea pig of sorts to ensure that this is all going to work for the OHL. So if I really had to point out a point that why I think it started a little bit early is because I think the OHL, some of the major junior levels, are going to watch 
how this works with some other tier two junior level hockey leagues and be sort of used as a guinea pig. I don't know if that's the more appropriate term to use, but I think that's what makes sense. Dave McKay Jr. joining us on the game. Dave, the Sioux Eagles will not be part of the NOJHL at this point due to the border closure. They had to shut down on operations for a couple weeks due to COVID uh, cases on the team. They were scheduled to play this weekend at Polar Stadium against the Lake Superior State University club team. We don't know when their next game will be, or games, I should say, but we did get word that uh, former Sioux High Blue Double head hockey coach John Ferroni will be joining the staff. Uh, the Eagles plan to have Jim Cappy as assistant coach this year, but due to that same border closure, Coach Cappy unable to get across the border. So Coach John Ferroni going to be helping out until Coach Cappy comes in. And uh, I think it's a good move for the Eagles. What do you think? Honestly, you know, you and I both know John quite well. And I had the luxury of that's where kind of my radio career started with, with Sioux High Blue Devils. And John right. was uh, the coach, right? So I got to know John even more. And I knew him even prior to that from my early days of doing hockey training in the mornings. And uh, he was involved with the figure skating club and everything here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, I believe. as uh, his daughter that was figure skating. or uh, He was a part of it as such. But either way, that is still a great addition for John to be a part of that. He has a great experience coaching behind the bench. He did very well when he was coaching Sui Blue Devils. But the main thing is, is he's a very approachable coach. Okay, if, you have a, if you're a player and you're having difficulty, even off the ice with with on the ice, he is somebody that you can talk to. Okay, and Doug can have, can be trusted that John is going to go there, do his job as a coach, but at the same time, he's also going to be able to be there for the players. And that's so big in today's hockey that people do not understand. Where previously in the early thousands and prior to that, that when you have your own issues on the ice, you don't know who to turn to. But now the coaching staffs around the world are learning. And adapting that change in culture where, you know what, you got to look out for the player and ensure that they're in the right mental capacity and state. And that's where John really thrives. He's really great with people and he's really strong uh, as a coach on the bench and just off the ice as well with his player relationships. So that's one thing with John that I really think will be a great benefit to the Eagles outside of his great coaching uh, knowledge. And Jim Cappy, of course, John... (laughs) Scott, you know that I know Jim probably better than anybody when it comes to You know to better than Jim, I think, knows himself. I Literally, I've known, I had Jim for quite a number of years as a coach. I've even learned how to talk like him, as you know, uh, in certain ways because of how much time he used to give me grief on the bench because of how much I was a pain in his rear end. Uh, but, but jokes aside, Jim... I'm very happy to see that Jim was going to get back into coaching this year for a lot of reasons, even off the ice that I won't jump into here. But Jim is a very strong coach as well in terms of his knowledge and just as an individual. And he, I know he was very excited getting back. And of course, COVID-19, this pandemic that everybody may have heard of, uh, is literally been just a world-changing experience, and in particular in the world of sports. And the Eagles had to make sure that they're able to improvise and replace sort of replace the kind of presence that Jim was going to bring until that border opens. And hopefully they can still keep Jim and and, uh, John on together. I think having them both on a staff would be very beneficial to the Eagle staff. You know, I think having them on, I I believe that would be the plan anyways. Uh, But overall, the additions the Eagles have made on their coaching staff this offseason in particular, it's up to them for that. Dave, let's finish up with the Sioux Greyhounds. Uh, not a lot of news as far as uh, from the week uh, the, since we talked last. Uh, we did hear from 
Ontario Premier Doug Ford, who uh, over the weekend didn't say that no body contact was a set thing, kind of contradicting the uh, health minister from the previous week. We did have their general manager, uh, the Sioux Greyhounds general manager, Kyle Raftus, on Coach's Corner with Dave Watson on Saturday. You can find that podcast at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. But, you know, Sioux Greyhounds kind of just waiting and seeing what's going to happen here over the next couple months. And, you know, cases are increasing, certainly over here. I know on your side they're increasing, not quite to the level uh, that we are. But uh, what can you tell us about the Greyhounds here in, uh, as far as any updates? You know, it, you put it right there. That's the point that I was going to bring up with Doug Ford that I actually got caught up with uh, this weekend with what he was saying. And honestly, <laughs> he must be a closet more of a hockey fan than I thought he was, Doug Ford, yeah. because uh you know, he brought up a good point with the body contact. Look at what was happening in the bubbles in the National Hockey League, right, with the playoffs. There was body contact, okay? There there was. They're in their bubble. They're being safe. And I think that's the concern, right, where in the OHL in particular, having that bubble is not – it's not like there's going to be three OHL teams – in one city, you know, I think that could have been explored and they could have rotated and did things. But besides that, anyways, uh, that still might be a thing. You never know. There still might be some more discussion and changes in place. But with body contact, I honestly think with Doug Ford saying that, I hope there is body contact, Scott. It just brings that entertainment in the game. But safety is number one, right? And the, the, the health regulations board is going to have their say and it's going to trump anything that's that doug ford says and at the end of the day that's the smart thing to do uh, but the one thing that needs to happen if we can put something in place that allows the game not to change because the body contact scott is so important in a game it's imperative to the momentum of a game where that one piece body check boom the bench gets up right they're excited they're banging the boards or they're all saying oh look at that guy you know we're down three one right now but he made a big hit out there he's turning the game around and you know what let's go out this shift and let's build on that momentum boom 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 people think momentum just comes from the stands maybe or if they score a goal no it's that hit it's that line that's going to grind for you it's that line that's going to have energy for you and that is a big part of hockey that's why people say take out fighting take out this contact stuff you can take out fighting but you can never take out hitting no matter what anybody says because it is so important in a game period and honestly Doug Ford I think he just wants to see body contact just like everybody but if if, if the health regulation feels that it shouldn't be they're going to make that ruling and that's a smart thing to do David McCaig Jr. joining us on the game. David, got about a minute left. Uh, what's ahead for the game sports show in Sioux, Ontario over the next week? You know, definitely going to be a busy week. For the first time in three months, we will have a hockey and baseball upload. Uh, Connor Henderson will be bringing forth the new show on the game sports show, his segment, I should say, called The Strike Zone. Uh, and we'll be doing baseball coverage there. We'll get Connor on sporadically and until the season, it'll be a weekly occasion. We're going to have a hockey panel show with myself, Alex, Justin, and Dane, the usual crew up here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And we're going to be reacting to everything that we haven't been able to chat about. And that's been a good mount since free agency has opened. So we're going to talk NHL and all sorts of hockey news, including locally. We also will have it in the pocket segment this week. I will tell listeners that we will not be uploading a special edition show this week. Uh, we're taking a week off from that. Let you get caught up with a couple of them, including last week, Nathan Parrott's upload. It was fantastic. And we will make sure that we continue our uploads going back to ne uh, next week. We do have a lot in our recording bank, if you will, 
We're going to keep you curious on which the next one's going to be. Looking forward to it, Dave. That's David McKay Jr. joining us on the game, host of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario. Dave, have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next Monday night right here on the game. Sounds good, Scotty. Have a great rest of your night and week. Thank you, sir. We'll be back with more of the game here on ESPN 1400. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com. For full details. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. November is Diabetes Awareness Month. The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Arfstrom Pharmacy are your diabetes specialists. Hi, this is Andrew Zoki, pharmacist at Arfstrom Pharmacy. If you're in need of diabetic supplies, medication therapy management, or Medicare insurance assistance, we want you to know we can help. We can provide you with all the supplies and medications you need, as well as the expertise to counsel our patients on not only how to live with diabetes, but how to live well. Bring in your prescriptions, as well as your Medicare or other insurance cards, and we'll take care of the rest. Be sure to visit their webpage at www.arfstrompharmacy.com and on Facebook. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy at 415 Ashman Street, in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night. When winter shuts down work and schools, come with resolve and powerful tools. Endure through every push, salt, and stack until your streets are back to black. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400, also heard online at thegamesportshow.com thegamesportshow.podbean.com. You can find us all over the web, the worldwide web specifically. You can also find the game on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, PodTrail, Facebook, and Instagram. Scott Nason with you, 617 on this beautiful Monday night. Coming up at 630, we'll be joined by Dr. David Pateson, Director of Athletics at Lake Superior State University. And then at 645, Butch Davis from Butch on Sports in Metro Detroit. But we have more local sports to cover, including high school ball, volleyball. Almost said volleyball. That's, that would be a uh, misspeak or misspoke by my point. <laughs> Rudyard, well, they have advanced to the Division Four 
regional semifinals in Pelston as they won their fourth straight district champion, fifth straight, excuse me, district championship as they knocked off Brimley in straight sets last week. Eight players returned from last year's Rudyard squad, which reached the Division Four state semifinals. Tristan Smith and Sarah Bielan finished the district final against Brimley with seven kills each to lead Rudyard, while Brooklyn Bestman had six and Chesney Molina added two. Bestman and Aidy Kuzner had five blocks each, while Tristan Smith led the Bulldogs in digs with 14. Chesney Molina also had at 24 assists for the Bulldogs as they move on. They are no stranger to this point in the season being in regional semifinals. And they're going to take on Pickford on Tuesday night. The Panthers, boy, a nice result for them. It is their fourth straight district title, but they ended Pelston's 13-year streak of district volleyball titles last Thursday night in detour. Pelston moved up to that district this year. And now the Panthers advance to that regional semifinal game against Rudyard Tuesday, 6 o'clock in Pelston. Anna Van Clericum led the Panthers in kills with 11 while adding five digs and one eights. While Sarah Story, she had 23 assists, 14 digs, seven kills, four aces, and one block for the Pickford Panthers. So looking at that Division Four. Volleyball bracket, as I mentioned, Rudyard and Pickford will battle in a Pelston tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. The winner of that one will take on Indian River Inland Lakes or Onaway. That'll be the other regional semifinal going on in Pelston on Tuesday, and the regional final will be on Thursday night. So good luck to both the Bulldogs and the Panthers as they advance in the volleyball championships. Suhai, they did not advance last week as they were dropped in straight sets by the Sheboygan Chiefs on Wednesday night at Grayling High School. The Chiefs knocked off the Straits Area Conference rival Blue Devils as the Blue Devils were the favorite having beaten the Chiefs in the regular season twice and winning the Straits Area Tournament. But you know what they say, it's tough to beat a team four times in a season and Suhai found that out on Wednesday night. Jordan Haller, she paced the Blue Devils with 19 kills, 16 digs, and three aces, while Hannah Bird led the Sioux with 27 assists and 19 digs. And so the Blue Devils, they will lose three seniors from this season's squad, including Jordan Haller, along with Brooke Baker and Riley or L- Lily Alaspa. So... Sue High's volleyball season is now over. So looking at that bracket for volleyball, you have Escanaba and Kingsley on one side of the bracket in Division Two, while Cadillac takes on Claire. So it was Kingsley that ended up winning that district final. And so they'll take on Escanaba Tuesday night, Cadillac and Claire the other one. In Division Three volleyball uh, area teams, or at least uh, Northern Michigan teams, it was Calumet over Nagani and Manistique over Charlevoix. Looking at some junior hockey. Yes, we had hockey going on over the weekend over in Sioux, Ontario. The Sioux Thunderbirds 
and the Blind River Beavers uh, back to action after the NOJHL has decided to resume action. And, uh, well, it's going to look a lot different on the ice as both the Thunderbirds and the Blind River Beavers found out over the weekend. Let's recap the uh, two exhibition games and then get more into some of the new rules that the NOJHL uh, with COVID-19 have agreed to. On Friday night, it was the Thunderbirds with a 6-1 to win over the Blind River Beavers. Will Josephson, he had a hat trick and an assist for the Thunderbirds on Friday night. The other game saw French River knock off Espanola in overtime by a 5-4 to count. And it was on Saturday, French River over Espanola, 5-3. to Again, these exhibition action games. Hurst over Cochran by a 7-2 to count. And the Thunderbirds knocked off the Blind River Beavers by the score of 7-4. to four. Of course, this does not include the Sioux Eagles right now. Sioux Eagles are in a holding pattern due to COVID-19. They were scheduled to play this past weekend against the Lake Superior State University club team, but with positive cases on the team, they are in a pause mode. We'll have more information next week, I'm sure, as far as their resumption of play, if and when they are allowed to do so. But playing in the NOJHL right now for the Sioux Eagles really isn't an option due to the border closing and the vast increase of cases in Michigan, uh, 9,000 cases today, although that was two days that that was spread across, over 100,000 cases in the United States, which we're averaging now. It's going to be pretty tough, in my opinion, for that border to open back up. But play is going on in the NOJHL, not the OHL. We talked about that last week. OHL is waiting uh, till February to resume play, but the NLJHL, they have some uh, safety protocols. Let's go through those right now. They will have no deliberate body checking or body contact permitted. Any deliberate body check or body contact will result in a major penalty penalty and a game misconduct at the discretion of the referee. When a scrum or gathering, which is two or more participants, occurs with prolonged contact, Officials will not separate players. They will communicate with them to disengage. Should the scrum continue, play will be stopped. All major penalties, gross misconduct penalties, and match penalties will be applied in accordance with current Hockey Canada rules. If intentional physical contact occurs, the game official will provide one warning to both teams on account of the first minor penalty involving intentional physical contact. And any subsequent minor penalty from this list will result in the immediate removal from a competition. Any player involved with post-whistle scrums or altercations will result in an automatic 10-minute misconduct for the first offense. Second accumulated infraction will result in a two-game suspension. Third will result in a five-game suspension. And fourth will result within an indefinite suspension. Face-offs, players must remain on their side of the hash marks at all time. Jostling for position is not permitted. The player who initiates the breach of the hash mark will result in the team center being removed from the face-off. Any spitting by any particip- participant, excuse me, players and coaches is strictly prohibited and will result in an automatic match penalty. If an attacking skater intentionally skates through or establishes position in the goal crease, play will be stopped. Players must leave pucks to the officials to retrieve at stoppage of play. No goal celebrations, elbow bumps, or stick taps are permitted. There will continue to be three 20-minute stop time periods. All players must wear a bubble face mask. 
so on and so forth. So the hockey is going to look a lot different over in Sioux, Ontario. Certainly going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Uh, game reports. I did see some quotes from Sioux Thunderbirds coach Denny Lambert talking about it was certainly different. And there's still debate going on in the OHL as the Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, weighed in over the weekend talking about no body contact and pretty similar rules to what I just discussed. And so we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with the Sioux Greyhounds. I know Dave Watson had general manager Kyle Raftis on Coach's Corner on Saturday. Didn't get a chance to listen to that yet, but you can right now, as a matter of fact, or maybe after this show is over, give, give this one a chance and then listens to Dave's. Uh, you can find that again at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. One team that was in action over the weekend, the Sioux Indians were playing at Taffy Abel Arena. And I want to thank our good friend Dan Lasley for their results as the Indians lost to Compuware in overtime on Saturday by the score of 4-3. to three. Then another close loss against a very good CompuWare squad by the by the score of a two to one. As this CompuWare squad, uh, they just got four NAHL players who were cut from junior, and so the Sioux Indians playing good hockey. They've gotten some wins and some close losses against some very good teams, and they will be in action this weekend at the Taffy Able Arena again. Free admission for Indians games. Please wear a mask. They are taking on Little Caesars Saturday at 5 p.m. and then taking on Little Caesars again Sunday at 10 a.m. So that is your local sports roundup. We'll have lots more to say next week about local sports here on the game. But we're not done talking about local sports on the game because coming up, we're going to talk to the Director of Athletics at Lake Superior State University, Dr. David Pateson, joining us. To give us an update on Laker Athletics, we did see today that the Western Collegiate Hockey Association did release their preseason polls. The Lakers predicted to finish sixth in the WCHA, and action is going to resume very soon. As a matter of fact, a couple weekends we'll have Laker hockey over on our sister station, Yes FM, with Bill Crawford as the Lakers will start against Michigan Tech. We'll take a break and then talk to Dr. David Pateson coming up next on the Twin Sues Only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, on ESPN 1400. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets them apart. From your family to your hometown football teams, they have you covered. Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free Fremont insurance quote at 906-635-5600. 
MC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MC Water Systems today at 906 647 7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. You can catch podcasts of the game at TheGameSportsShow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Also heard online at TheGameSportsShow.com and TheGameSportsShow dot podbean dot com 631 on this balmy november night and at joining us right now our first guest director of athletics at lake superior state university dr david pateson at joining us on the game and uh dave appreciate you coming on and uh, how you doing on this monday night sir i uh, doing good thank you well, Dave, uh, I've been asking all our guests the, the same first question. Uh, you know, it's been a trying nine months with this coronavirus pandemic. And so the first question I want to ask is a personal one. How are you and your family holding up during these challenging times? Oh, doing doing fine. You know, it uh, it has been a challenge, obviously, all the way around. It just, it's just so disruptive uh, to the routine and the things that you uh you plan on doing, uh, but uh, so far healthy and uh, and uh, and well. Thank you. That's good to hear, Dave. We appreciate that and thankful for that for all our guests and people that are doing okay. Let Let's move on to the business of athletics at Lake Superior State University, Doctor Pateson. And you know, obviously, as our listeners know that tune into the show, and and most people know, uh, games have not happened uh, so far this season. Uh, the fall sports. At this point, look like they're going to be moved into the spring. Uh, there's still questions uh, as far as winter sports, uh, but hockey looks like it's going to start. So just kind of paint an overall picture of where things sit with Laker athletics. Sure. Uh, it's, as I said, you know, dating back to March, uh, no games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Now we're finally looking at some, so we're excited about that. Uh, the uh, WCHA... Um, uh, we'll actually kick off in January, but we will have a preseason um, schedule uh, with WCHA opponents. will be considered preseason uh, non-conference uh, uh, events. Uh, 
uh, not to count in the standing, uh, the conference standings, but right. certainly counts towards your record. Uh, so we'll begin that next week, um, next weekend against Michigan Tech here. And we have, uh, several scheduled between, um, now and or that next Saturday and, um, the first week of December. Then we take a, a hockey team. We'll take a break. A lot of folks will go back home, uh, international players and so forth and then return, uh, right after Christmas. And we'll be going, uh, for the regular season, uh, uh Friday, January 1st. Uh, against uh, Alaska Fairbanks, so hockey is hockey is the most um, ready and prepared for season. Uh, everybody else, in terms of the teams, are all 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 have been working out and conditioning and preparing and and doing everything they have in addition to school work and all the things that they they, they carry, of course. Um, but the rest of the schedule, in terms of the Division Two side in GLIAC, uh, will begin in early January. So. Uh, basketball, uh, men's and women's, uh, will get going, uh, really that first week or weekend, uh, not the first, uh, of January, but right afterwards, um, with their schedule, which again, like every, all the schedules, they're slightly reduced. Uh, it'll be conference, conference only for us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to get that going, um, both men's and women's. We haven't quite sorted all this out yet as a league, um, but there is a chance we will uh, not do our traditional double headers where we uh, travel both men and women, but we'll do more of a rotation. So uh, that's to be uh, to be finalized here soon. Uh, volleyball, which is another sport a lot of folks come out for, uh, will will get going about mid February. Um, track uh, and field uh, uh, right after the first of the year as well. Uh, tennis and golf a little bit later in the spring. Dr. David Payson joining us on the game, director of athletics at Lake Superior State University. And Dr. Payson, with the you know increased cases in this area, we're seeing a, a vast increase. And, you know, it's touching a lot of different places. What is Lake State doing as far as the health and safety of the athletes? Can you just kind of give us a snapshot of, of some of the measures in place at Lake Superior State University to try to uh, prevent the spread of COVID-19? Sure. There, there are a lot of, uh, things in place and there's a good on campus team. Uh, we, we have a COVID committee, uh, that, uh, kind of oversees things in regards to campus. And, and there are, are different protocols that have been kind of drilled into the whole campus, <laughs> you know, uh, social distancing, yeah. wear a mask and so forth. Uh, so I don't think there's anybody on campus that doesn't know, <laughs> know what the protocols are, at least in terms of the basics, right? Um, as far as the rest, we've got a lot of layers because you have, uh, you know, uh, the NCAA uh, expectations. You have uh, the conferences, uh, both the GLIAC and the WCHA, uh, which we are in constant uh, conversation with, um, more so than we typically are. And, and we might have a, a meeting, uh, a conference call once a month, if not every other, typically. And now, uh, now we're doing uh, at least once a week in each league and sometimes more than that. Um, just trying to get those return to play, return to competition protocols in place. Each league will have a document. The, C, uh, the WCHAs will be approved uh, by the, uh, the presidents uh, tomorrow or approved by the athletic directors last week. But uh, this dates back all the way back to the spring to right. even just coming back uh, to be able to step into the facility to, to work out. We had to put together um, protocols uh, to, uh, to present to the campus community and so forth. So 
It's been uh, it's been uh, a lot, uh, but there are there are things in place. Uh, nothing, of course, is you know is foolproof at all because you know the virus uh, the virus doesn't have limits and um, how it reaches out. Uh, but uh, you know uh, the, the social distancing, uh, you know uh, all those steps uh, that are that are in place uh, help. Uh, and fortunately, so far, I think Lake State University in general and athletics as well. On the scale against kind of the rest of the world, we're doing, and I don't even want to say this out loud, we're doing okay. You know, we're doing pretty well, um, in comparison to a lot of places. And, and, um, you know, I have to credit, uh, everybody on, on, on campus and that committee, uh, as well as, uh, the leagues, as well as our, our coaches, uh, and, and our student athletes, especially for, um, you know, taking all this very seriously. They want to compete, you know, and it's just so easy to have a setback. Uh, it takes virtually not much at all. <laughs> you may know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right? And, uh, and, and so, uh, you, it's, it feel like a lot of times we're, we really are trying to thread a needle, uh, uh, to make, to make things happen, but we're committed to having, uh, seasons and, and competitions and, and providing their student athletes the experience that they're, um, you know, they came here for. And, uh, and also, you know, I, I feel good about kind of where the program is and, uh, again, longevity and, and good people in place, uh, consistency, uh, improving teams, improving talent, uh, you know, good, uh, good academic standing. I mean, everything's, uh, you know, been pretty solid, but, you know, today, Today, uh, you know, not you know, it's uh, it's it's a challenge. We, we you know we have active cases currently, uh, but in the scheme of things, we've had maybe a dozen uh, throughout, and that's not uh, compared to our our counterparts. That's really low. Couple more questions for you, Doctor David Pateson, before we let you go. Director of Athletics at Lake Superior State University, and so for the first time in almost nine months, by my count, you're going to have games next weekend against Michigan Tech. Now, there's a lot of questions that I get as far as how many people you're going to have. What are some of the protocols? Are those set in place, or are they still developing as we speak? Yeah, uh, they they are getting closer to being set in place, but they're not finalized yet. Uh, again, same process, uh, going through, uh, various folks, uh, to make sure we have ducks in a row. Um, again, uh, had, had meetings on Friday, uh, and a couple today, uh, on the, on the issue. And, uh, we do know this, uh, you know, we will, we will have to follow, uh, uh, the, uh, the protocol set by the state. Right. Uh, which will be extremely limiting on the number of, of, uh, capacity. Um, and we're working on the definitions of what those mean and then trying to do everything we can to, you know, we have a lot of different stakeholders when it comes to, you know, uh, students and campus community and longtime, you know, loyal fans and, uh, partners and, you know, uh, down the line. So, uh, trying to, trying to, trying to come up with a system that's going to work. Uh, is very difficult, but, uh, we're doing, the, uh, we're, we're getting that together and hope to have something that we can share here real soon. 
These are challenging times as, as everybody knows that listens to this show and just in general, Dave, and you know, you think of the athletes that have been up at Lake state since well, early August uh, this year, starting earlier. And you know, they've been practicing and you look at the hockey team and obviously these other teams have to wait a while, but, but just from, from a competition standpoint and a team standpoint, they got to be chomping at the bit to get out there, no matter what it looks like and the different rules. I mean, it just got to be an exciting time right now to know and to keep your fingers crossed that next weekend you're going to have hockey at Taffy Able Arena, isn't it? Yeah, I, certainly the guys are. <laughs> They're ready to go, and I think that's that's across the board. Uh, all our sports, you know, they are. Um, again, uh, it, it, that's what you, you know, that's that that's that's what you gear up for. So. Uh, the long time between games and keep in mind some of our spring sports, we were fortunate enough to finish the hockey and basketball seasons last year, but we did not, uh, we're not able to complete some of our spring sports right. seasons. So, uh, which is very, very unfortunate. Um, and, uh, you know, for those folks, it's even been a longer way, you know, so, uh, you know, men's tennis would be an example, but we think we have a real nice team there. And, you know, I was looking forward to watching last year. They, they, they had a couple matches out on a, uh, pre, pre conference, but, you know, they got cut short and that was that. So, uh, same with uh, track and field athletes and, and the golf teams. They didn't get that, that, uh, that spring season. And so, uh, I know they're, they're all working hard and very anxious as well. Final question for you, Dave, before we let you go. So for those that are interested in purchasing tickets for this uh, next weekend's Lake Spear State University hockey games, exhibition games, preseason games against Michigan Tech, um, where can they do that? How can they do that? And where can they find more information? Yeah, there there isn't more information to be had yet because we, we're still finalizing some of those details. Right. Uh, and again, because of this so limiting uh, it'll be, it'll be very, very tight. Uh, so I'm not sure how much we will have out on, on public purchase. Uh, but we will, uh, but we, we're still, uh, like I said, still, still looking at everything. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, we've got the students uh, to consider the campus communities, uh, students, holder sponsors, all those sort of things too. So it's shoehorning a lot into a little bit of space. Um, and so uh, we're going to do the best we can. And uh, if we happen to have public tickets available as well, we're certainly going to put that out there along with the information uh, on everything else just as, as quickly as we can. Dr. David Payton, no, excuse me, David, uh, Dr. David Payton joining us on the game, director of athletics at Lake Superior State University. I know you're a busy man, so I'm going to let you go, sir. Any final thoughts before uh, we end our conversation? No, just thanks for uh, for having me on. And uh, again, uh, it's uh, congratulations to you personally as well. Thank for you. Your, uh, news uh, this this uh, off, off season. At least I call it off season. You don't have an off season. <laughs> no, kind of year, right? not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, congratulations to you. No, it, just excited and uh, you know uh, excited. And, and some days I don't know up from down with the whole COVID thing, but uh, we're we're actually managing. Uh, reasonably well well dave yeah thank you for joining our show and uh, we'll certainly keep up to date with laker athletics and all local sports here on the game we're going to take a break we come back we're going to hear from butch davis from butch on sports in metro detroit you're listening to the twin sues only local regional and national sports show you're listening to the game on espn 1400 november is diabetes awareness month 
The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Arfstrom Pharmacy are your diabetes specialists. Hi, this is Andrew Zoki, pharmacist at Arfstrom Pharmacy. If you're in need of diabetic supplies, medication therapy management, or Medicare insurance assistance, we want you to know we can help. We can provide you with all the supplies and medications you need, as well as the expertise to counsel our patients on not only how to live with diabetes, but how to live well. Bring in your prescriptions as well as your Medicare or other insurance cards and we'll take care of the rest. Be sure to visit their webpage at www.arfstrompharmacy.com and on Facebook. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy at 415 Ashman Street in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night. When winter shuts down work and schools, come with resolve and powerful tools. Endure through every push, salt, and stack until your streets are back to black. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Also heard online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. 6.46 on this warm Monday night. want to thank... Director of Athletics at Lake Superior State University, Dr. David Pateson, for joining us on the game. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have our roundtable. Myself, we're hoping to be joined by E.J. Russell, host of the Hot Seat in Escanaba, Michigan. But we are we will be joined, and we are joined now by our next guest, co-host, and all-around good guy, Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. You can find his show on his website, Simply Butch 2, that's too.podomatic.com for Butch on Sports. You can also find it on Facebook and all of his shows at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As Butch joins us each and every Monday night to talk about what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports scene. Butch, how are you doing on this warm, at least up here, Monday night? Warm and muggy. <laughs> it is. It's it's muggy for November. And tomorrow will be another great day here. Well, it's supposed to cool off here. Uh, no snow in the forecast, but uh, oh, well, too bad. yeah, right, yeah. Well, and and it doesn't look like any playoff appearances in the forecast for our favorite football team that we cover professionally, the Detroit Lions. The Lions, after a two-game winning streak, uh, got fans excited. And while the last two weeks, Butch, have been pretty ugly indeed, losing to Indianapolis, a game you witnessed at Ford Field, 
and uh, a game in Minnesota against a, a two and five Minnesota team that I don't really think was as close as even the score indicates. 34-20, Minnesota wins, uh, knocking the Lions to last place, three and five in the NFC North. A few things I want to say about this game. What did you see? <laughs> I saw a losing team. Ugh. Hey, this is the first game that the Lions didn't score first. Right. You know, what a, a, a heartbreaker there, you know. <laughs> but, you know, this fit the crime uh, that the Lions lost yesterday against Minnesota. They came in and uh, entertained them more and often than here and um, won the game here. <laughs> by a tremendous score. It, you know, it, it sucks. You know, I, I talked about last week about defense, but again, the same old song and dance came apart. Again, they were not close in, in stopping a, a rushing game that they already knew about here. And for them to key on one person and still do nothing about it there, it just it's just totally nasty indeed. Uh, Master Stafford getting knocked out with a, a concussion, <laughs> and funny as to seeing our backup Chase Daniels here, man. Yeah, you know, high price uh, rookie from. Do you know where he come from? <laughs> Daniels? No idea. Okay. Well, <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it just didn't work out here as the Lions, again, failed to impress here. I mean, losing to Minnesota. I don't know how who they're going to impress next week when they come in town. Well, you know, Butch, it, it, it's the same old Lions. I mean, it's, you know, and a lot of people get on me for being too negative. Oh, come on. You know, you're a Lions fan. I say, yeah, I'm a Lions fan, but also I'm a Lions realistic fan. And it's the same song and dance. And at some point you would think that they need to look themselves in the mirror and Sheila Ford Hamp has to look at the progress or lack thereof in this case, because the Lions, you know, you look at these other teams, Arizona played Miami, both with rookie quarterbacks, both high draft quarterbacks. You see Justin Herbert, he hasn't gotten the wins per se, but, you know, he's played well, and you see all these other teams that were dead a couple years ago. Miami was terrible. They were playing for the first pick, and now they're competitive, and yet the Lions just can't seem to get out of their own way. I mean, in two-plus years under Matt Patricia and three-plus years under Bob Quinn, I mean, this team is just, I think, just tailspinning into the same old Lions. We've been set up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that way here. You know, and again, you know, that is really the big factor here. You haven't heard from Sheila Hamp yet in um, in this catastrophe that we're looking at there. Her mom gave her a team that she's responsible for, that she can do anything she wants. First thing I would do, it would fire everybody right. and clean house. But again, who do you clean house with? You know, the things I have... <clears throat> You know what about the Lions? Number one, none of these people here are local, okay? They're from somewhere else that some other uh, organization has groomed them. And I guess the factor is, is you know, where's the law do lie or where do it build or do anyone feel ashamed or has anyone came on out and said to, you know, to the uh, public and stuff there that, uh, you know, this can't be tolerated. And, Bob Quinn has not done that there. You know, Matt Patricia has been getting the free rights and reins to 
ruin anything he wants here, you know, and, and he's done one heck of a job with it there. Yeah, he sure has. The Lions in action on Sunday, taking on the Washington football team at Ford Field, 1 o'clock kickoff. Butch, you're going to be there, and we'll have that game on our sister station, Oldies 93, starting with the pregame show at 11 o'clock. Butch, let's end this hour with uh, the Michigan college football teams that were playing this weekend. And boy, oh boy, uh, both teams really taking it on the chin. Michigan losing to Indiana for the first time since 1986 by the score of 38 to 21. And well, Michigan state, I don't know what the heck happened there. 49, seven loss to Iowa. I, I think I expected that more than the Michigan game, but we were talking about it last week. Watch out for Indiana. What's going on with both those schools right now in football, Butch. Indiana's winning. Michigan yeah. is losing there. You know, one coach at Michigan state was very emotional about the loss. The other coach from Michigan, uh, took on a press conference that, uh, you know, he was perfectly all right. You know, everything is going to be cool. Hunky-dory. <laughs> you know, yeah. Hunky-dokey, okay, kids. <laughs> and, you know, just saw two emotions there. And the emotions on Michigan State, you know, it reigned supreme there. But, again, is Michigan State's team that good no. that he should be pitching a conniption over there and knowing that maybe they did the very best they can with what traffic and what uh, – uh, power that they have there Jim Harbaugh in his sixth season Butch uh, you know a lot of people think that his job maybe not quite in jeopardy but boy defensive coordinator Don Brown you look at that defense and what these teams have been able to do against it and you know Michigan wants to get to that level where they're beating their rivals on a consistent basis they're able to beat Ohio State and they're able to compete for national titles and you know watching a couple other games this weekend Clemson and Notre Dame and Georgia Florida it just seems like they they are many steps below, even though Jim Harbaugh says, just wait and see. Ben's almost, it's been six years, Butch. I think Michigan fans might be tired of waiting and seeing. Well, you know, in Michigan's defense, they've, they've beat everybody else but Ohio State and, right. uh, and, and Michigan State, you know. And, and now they add Indiana to the list there, you know, the least team that they expect or you expect or anybody expect that Michigan would lose to either at home or away. Uh, it, it's, again, I, I said it you know, before, it's going to be a funny season. It's not going to be uh, typical as other seasons are. You look at Penn State right now, how they're doing. Um, you look at Maryland and their new quarterback, and all of a sudden they're getting a boost of energy and whatnot. Uh, it, it's, it's a different plane. It's a different rain there. And the people who normally say, well, this is really routine, you know, the the stars will shine. And right now, those teams are really playing, you know, somewhat desperate, such as Indiana or Maryland or some other teams in the Big Ten. You know, they're, they're, they're putting out an effort. And the other big teams are not, although Ohio State is Ohio State. Right. You know, they're going to put out an effort, you know, Either way, and uh, and they're doing okay. But other than that, other, you know, this is going to be a floppy Big Ten year here. Then you're going to see some surprises. Michigan will host, uh, hopefully, Wisconsin on Saturday. Wisconsin hasn't been able to play for a couple weeks. That game at seven thirty, and Michigan State 
They get to take on Indiana at home. Indiana only favored by eight points. Well, I'll tell you what, if I was a betting man, I might take the point spread on that one. But Yes, exactly. <laughs> Butch, let's end the hour. You and I are going to go to 715, and then EJ Russell is going to join us for the roundtable. High school mm-hmm. football, we covered the team still alive in our area. How does the how do the playoffs look in your neck of the woods? Well, as a, you know, it kind of lined it up now as a real playoff, as the better teams with the better records were all, you know, practically all winners there. Uh, there was a few surprises that Davidson didn't get to uh, play a soul because they won a game on forfeit, yeah. which is the number one team in the state. Other than that, uh, other teams that were, you know, advertised to win, they did win, especially out here in Down River. Uh, River Rouge came in with a championship attitude on on the grounds of uh, Riverview and beat beat the slop out of them there and uh, went on home on the bus. Uh, other teams that did pretty doggone well with Cassack and as well as Martin Luther King. Uh, so everything is now falling in the plan of the teams that really deserve to be there. Uh, we're not getting too many surprises, although I think surprises are going to uh, – they're going to come because, again, this is a different season than any that, uh, you know, the lowest team has an opportunity to win. And there are some low-seeded, uh, under 500 teams that are still in this race here. Bush, we're going to take our top of the hour break. When you and I come back, we're going to talk more about the Detroit sports scene. We'll get updates on the Pistons, the Red Wings, and more. You're listening to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, You're listening to The Game on ESPN 1400. Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets them apart. From your family to your hometown football teams, they have you covered. Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free Fremont insurance quote at 906-635-5600. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owner's insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owner's insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. 
Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Also heard online at thegamesportshow.podbean.com and thegamesportshow.com. Seven o'clock on the nose here on this Monday night. We're continuing to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. We'll be joined around 715 by EJ Russell, host of the Hot Seat in Escanaba, Michigan for our roundtable. Butch and I are going over the Metro Detroit sports scene. We've talked about some football. Let's move on to basketball, Butch, and the Detroit Pistons awaiting the NBA draft coming up here in a little bit. Uh, It looks like the season is scheduled to begin here in about a month and a half, uh, late December. What can you tell us about the Detroit Pistons heading into the 2020-2021 season? Well, the 18th, there will be a draft yep. uh, upcoming there. Also, the 22nd of December is when supposedly the NBA is going to be starting their particular seed this particular season, which will be cut down to 72 games this year instead of 84 there. So that's the big news. As far as the camp of the trade Pistons talking draft or anything, Nothing. A lot of rumors. A lot of no rumors. Knows what they want. They're brand new general manager and all who gets to pick this there. And um, he hasn't said anything here, which is, you know, quite sure. But the big news is that now uh, teams pretty soon will be able to trade. Uh, free agents are able to talk to other teams and et cetera before all this uh, hoopla starts uh, getting really hot here. Yeah, new general manager Trey Weaver has said everything is on the table with the NBA draft. There's been lots of speculation, but, you know, it's all speculation. We'll know more here in a little over a week for the NBA draft and the upcoming Pistons season. Still waiting to hear more information, Butch, about the uh, Detroit Red Wings and the upcoming NHL season. I know there's a lot of confidence. Uh, General Manager Steve Eiserman has exhibited in media reports as far as the upcoming season. What are you hearing uh, as far as any updates on the Detroit Red Wings? Excuse me here. Butch is getting his notes together here. There you go. Clear my throat here. That too. Um, I've heard really absolutely nothing. Uh, Steve Eisman has done these trades there. The latest one was Anthony Massa, a uh, big-time trade. Uh, not trade, but uh, extension of four years on a contract and giving them plenty good money to even think about that there. <clears throat> you know, giving him the portion. The big portion is, is that he don't want Anthony Matha to get in too many fights now. He says he's a 30-goal scorer at least every single year. He can't be able to do that and fighting too. You know, uh, two years now, or the past two years before the season before, uh, Matha stayed on the injury list there, getting into fights and ended up getting hurt in the process of them there. Uh, the team wants him to kind of bear down on hockey and have other players step on in and take on those particular battles there. 
Butch, we found out today uh, college basketball is set to likely resume here in a couple weeks. Michigan State ranked 13th in the preseason. Top 25 poll Michigan at ranked 25th, which means absolutely nothing. But we did find out today that Michigan State head basketball coach Tom Izzo, he has tested positive for COVID-19. He announced that today, entering his 26th season. It looks like with CDC and Big Ten guidelines, Izzo can return to in-person work with the team on November 17th after isolation. And, you know, we've seen a big increase in cases up here, shutting down the school system, shutting down some teams. Uh, you know, it just goes to show you that this pandemic is anything but over. It's 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 hitting a lot of people. And, and Tom Izzo, the latest. You saying that Tom Izzo been up north? Uh, no, I'm just saying that cases, yeah, maybe he has. I mean, we've had three hockey tournaments well, in October. That you, you know that's, true. that's true. That's yeah, true. Come on. Uh, you caught me there, Butch. Give us a, give us a hit. <laughs> I was getting serious for a minute yes, here. You were. <laughs> you know how I get on this. Like Dick in the Grave. You know, we don't know what goes on behind closed door there. Although Tom Izzo has been proponent of uh, people wearing masks. He's done commercials on it. He yep. spoke in person about the particular wearing masks and not being safe. But again, you don't know what's happening in in the practice sessions where the doors are closed and the media absolutely couldn't see a camera there if he didn't wear a mask or not there. So the only thing we can hope is is that this man uh, gets better, uh, gets better quickly. Uh, the same medicines they're giving him and get him back in order that they do everybody else and, and get them in order as well because it's very much so ramping up in, in Lansing and Grand Rapids on the western uh, half. Also, the Upper Peninsula was named as uh, – having heavy, heavy spikes up there. Uh, it hasn't hit home here yet, but, it, you know, the as the old saying go, it's coming, okay? Yeah. So people are really batting down the hatches down here. I mean, all uh, professional and amateur teams there and trying to keep their um, their players safe. Butch, are the Detroit Tigers, we talked about their new manager, A.J. Hinch. Uh, over the weekend, they've added to their coaching staff, uh, hitting coach Scott Coolbaugh coming from the Chicago White Sox. You also have a bench coach, jo George Lombard, uh, former Dodgers first base coach and third base coach Chip Hale. He was the former bench coach and third base coach for the Washington Nationals. So lots of uh, experience coming from winning teams, not just with Hinch, but it looks like his coaching staff as well. Well, he also retained, uh, uh, let's see, um, Raymond Santiago, the first base coach, and also the quality coach, uh, Josh Paul. They still remain from the Detroit Tigers rosters of past. That means everybody else has, you know, got their suitcases, cleaned their locker up, <laughs> and went somewhere else here. And, you know, for this young crop of pitchers, to have uh, equal opportunity of getting themselves together and getting ready for a major league level. I think they got a younger staff to deal with now, a staff that may be a little bit more understanding on how these pitches should go and how they can prepare themselves a lot you know, quicker there. That's going after Chris Frieda from University of Michigan there. Um, <clears throat> that's the only concept I got that right now that – you know, that outlook has changed. And it really did need a change there. What you saw from the Tigers 
as far as consistent hitting, and uh, they did get uh, better defensively. That's where I think Raymond Santiago come in. Uh, they have really stepped up as far as the defensive play there. Uh, but other than that, pitching is a need. Also, hitting is a need. Uh, he's taking that, going on the outside and got two pretty doggone good experienced people to come in and help the Tigers out and their young crop of players uh, get themselves together faster. Butch, we've broached this topic before, but I think it's a good time since we have a few extra minutes to talk about it again. You know, of the four Detroit's professional teams that we've covered, all teams are, are struggling right now in competition. The last time Detroit has seen a professional team is, as far as the four major sports winning a championship back in 08, 09, uh, you know, trying to use your crystal ball and, and, and see where things go. Which of these four teams has the chance to be more competitive and maybe make a playoff run? I'm not saying even just win a, a championship, but which one of the four organizations that we've talked about, Butch, in your opinion, has the best chance to make success happen, which has been something we haven't seen a lot in Michigan and Detroit? Hmm. I would say the Detroit Red Wings would be the team that I would look forward to seeing talent uh, get better, young talent coming on in from the draft to surprises in using younger players instead of the veterans they have in the past. That will be followed by uh, a close, uh, maybe a tie with the Detroit Pistons and maybe the Detroit Tigers there if something catches on with fire with the Detroit Tigers with the new regime coming in. But the Pistons, were, I would very much so expect they have a better team this year than they have had in years past there. So that would be my number two team. Uh, the Lions uh, would be last, of course, here. There's more problems than absolutely you can shake a stick at. Uh, in, the, in, in the Lions' problem right now, ownership has to come into play, and they got to get some people who are locally here, okay? There are some doggone good football people here locally. And it's a shame that the Lions don't look into that and binge into that particular picture. Uh, how can they lose, okay, you know, to get somewhere 4,000 miles away or wherever from Egypt or something there saying that he did this and he did that. Then when they get here, they do absolutely nothing but steal the Ford's money and get out of town by sundown here like a bunch of bank robbers here, you know. They're richer than what they were before they got here, and now you know they have messed up the team a lot more. We have seen it with that particular team for quite some time now. It's got to be some order to ring, and again, I don't think they do good. I mean, you got Lim Barney, you got Lomas Brown, you have a Scott Korkowski is another one who spends a whole heck of a lot of time with that particular team that can work with your team there. Uh, boy, I can name a, a lot of people, a lot of ex-Lions that I see who are still connected with the team or the NFL in some way, shape, form, or fashion that they can come in here and do a better job. Herman Moore is another one that basically has had humongous amounts of NFL experience there uh, and can teach a kid a thing or two there. You know, it that attempt has not happened, okay? And until you get some people to embrace your organization where they can turn it into a positive direction, you're not going to get, you're going to get everybody else's garbage or what they did somewhere else. And really, you can't gauge on that when it comes down to 
fans and also basically the player concept of coming in here and doing the job they're supposed to do. They take the players take on what the manager brings and 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 take on and and take up. Okay, and the manager is a subpar and lottie dee lottie da. So are your players are going to be that same way, and they're going to take on that 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 character and and and, and mess it around. And those those the order I have right now. And, you know, instead of getting so emotional about it, <laughs> yeah, you got to put your emotions aside when you talk yeah, about right. these teams, sure. Butch. And, and and I would I would agree a hundred percent. I think the Detroit Red Wings are in the best position right now, and I put a lot of that to expectations of General Manager Steve Eiserman. He's done it before. He has the body of work in Tampa, and certainly in Hockey Town, you think he could do that again? And he's local, and he's local exactly. Uh, and, and you know, Pistons and Tigers, I would put them pretty close together. But I think the Pistons may be a, a little bit of a nudge. I agree they're going to be better this season. The Tigers, I think, will be a little better. And that leaves the Detroit Lions. And again, you know, one playoff victory in 63 years. I think that says it all. And no signs that this current group is putting them in a, in a better position as far as to compete in the NFL. But we're going to. Even the Tigers went local, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and people like. Uh, uh, Santiago and Paul, who's been with this place and, and has some uh, has spunk in the state of Michigan there. That, again, local is good. It is good indeed, Butch. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Butch and I will be joined by E.J. Russell, host of The Hot Seat in Escanaba, Michigan, for our roundtable. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, on ESPN 1400. November is Diabetes Awareness Month. The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Arfstrom Pharmacy are your diabetes specialists. Hi, this is Andrew Zoki, pharmacist at Arfstrom Pharmacy. If you are in need of diabetic supplies, medication therapy management, or Medicare insurance assistance, we want you to know we can help. We can provide you with all the supplies and medications you need, as well as the expertise to counsel our patients on not only how to live with diabetes, but how to live well. Bring in your prescriptions as well as your Medicare or other insurance cards, and we'll take care of the rest. Be sure to visit their webpage at www.arfstrompharmacy.com and on Facebook. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy at 415 Ashman Street in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night. When winter shuts down work and schools, come with resolve and powerful tools. Endure through every push, salt, and stack until your streets are back to black. Taylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. 
Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets them apart. From your family to your hometown football teams, they have you covered. Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free Fremont insurance quote at 906-635-5600. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 716 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are about to start the roundtable. Myself and Butch Davis have already been getting the roundtable warmed up, and now we're getting it warmed up even more by our next guest, host of the game, or excuse me, host of the hot seat from Escanaba, Michigan, which you can find at thegamesportshow.com, thegamesportshow.podbean.com, and co-host of this show, ladies and gentlemen, EJ Russell joining us. Yo! EJ, how you doing on this uh, balmy Monday night in northern Michigan? I I think it's been quite nice out these last couple of days. I've been enjoying it, but uh, had a rare weekend, full weekend off of work, so just tried to sit back and watch some sports. And man, did we have quite the weekend! We did, EJ. And I'll throw out the first topic and go to you first, and then Butch uh, for comments. Uh, we talked about the Detroit Lions already, as far as Week Nine, uh, their debacle in Minnesota, losing again. And I'm just going to throw out to the roundtable: Week Nine NFL. What did you see? What were some of the more interesting events and games that you happened to watch or uh, want to talk about? EJ, you're first. Well, I, I thought it was quite a, a dull weekend. I, I mean, uh, started off with Green Bay beating San Francisco pretty handily. It's going to end with a pretty uh, boring, what I feel is New England Jets matchup today. Uh, but a couple of the games that caught my attention, Buffalo beating Seattle. I know Seattle has been, uh, you know, star-studded on defense this year, but they found uh, they found a lot of ways to win. So I give Buffalo a lot of credit in that game. Tennessee battling against the Chicago Bears, finding a way to squeak that one out. Uh, I, I think the couple of games, though, that, that really caught my attention uh, were certainly Detroit-Minnesota. Minnesota did a great job of finding a way to win that football game. Uh, Dalvin Cook looked absolutely incredible. But I, I like to focus on this Kansas City-Carolina matchup. Uh, Carolina gave the Chiefs all they could handle all day long. Um, and if it wasn't for Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, I, I just don't know if they find a way to win that football game without him throwing for four touchdowns during his 72 yards. Teddy Bridgewater had himself a day with 310 and two touchdowns. Uh, I like the way that they lean back into Christian McCaffrey, only letting him touch the ball 16 times out of the backfield. Uh, didn't put up 100 yards, but did add a score. Uh, but Kansas City, again, just finding ways to win football games. I think that this game told us a lot more about what Carolina has the ability to do with Teddy Bridgewater, with Christian McCaffrey, with that whole lineup. I think that they are uh, probably the best 3-5 and five team in football right now. They're probably the best team with a losing record, in my opinion. 
And I think that now that they've got their team remotely healthy again, you, you can watch for them to make some noise in the South there because they're in a division that is very much up for grabs. You know, Tom Brady just got swept by a first, the first time getting swept by a divisional opponent in God knows how long. Uh, Drew Brees taking both, both games there, but Tampa clearly is a team that doesn't exactly know where they're going yet. New Orleans doesn't look the same without a healthy Mike, Mike Thomas. Atlanta certainly isn't making a whole heck of a lot of noise. So I think that Carolina is still at three and five is very poised to make a good run. Again, getting Christian McCaffrey back is a huge piece. I think Teddy Bridgewater is probably the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League. I, I think I pulled the statistic out a few weeks ago, but Teddy Bridgewater only has five quarterbacks in front of him that have a better winning percentage in these last couple seasons, and that's Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Russell Wilson. Outside of those five guys, Teddy Bridgewater has an incredible percentage when it comes to winning football games. You know, people need to remind themselves that last year, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I believe, went undefeated 4-0, yeah. uh, helping out Drew Brees and the Saints last year. Teddy Bridgewater's for real. I thought he looked good when he was in Minnesota. Unfortunately, a terrible knee injury forced him into the situation that we have now. But I think that Carolina's going to end up with a steal. I think that they have one of the best running backs in the National Football League. I'll call him the second best running back. I really like the way that Nick Chubb runs the football, biased opinion, of course. The Christian McCaffrey would be the guy after that. His incredible ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and run the football. I believe the first 1,000-1,000 guy in NFL history last year. Uh, so, so he's an incredible talent. Carolina knows what they have at the running back position, but I don't think that people know what they have at the quarterback position. Butch, uh, week nine in the NFL, uh, what are some of your thoughts? Well, that was a lot of... A lot of lip in there. Good information. It's all true. Yeah. Carolina drum. Yeah. Yeah, really. <clears throat> Kyler Murray and the Tua game was a pretty good doggone game to me. They're uh, both are young, both are upcoming, both are random lot, both are passed very well, very proficient. Tua won out over Kyler, although, again, you can't really uh, put down either quarterback. They've played a tremendous game. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, you did mention them. Uh, hopefully you mentioned them. Uh, but um, they, 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 they did what they had to do to defeat Indianapolis there, calling that game uh, with the Lions. It was a fluke. Yes, it was. Uh, <clears throat> Kansas City Chiefs uh, came back from 11 points. And, again, they mentioned – uh, the performance of uh, Mr. Bridgewater there and dealing with that. I watched that, but I did watch the Cowboys and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers there. And the Steelers fought back after thir- overcoming 13 points and defeating Dallas 24-19, although Dallas had an opportunity to come in there and win that game there, but they didn't have enough uh Enough funk in 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 the rain there to uh, uh, get that done. There. I was pretty happy with this uh, particular week of uh, pro football in general. Again, the cream is going to rise to the top. I give it another couple of weeks, and we'll see maybe some uh, clearage of the bad team to the good teams there. 
Yeah, Butch, I think you're starting to see the the clearing of the separation of the haves and the have-nots. And you guys both touched on a a couple of the games that that I was going to talk about. And I agree, EJ, that Kansas City-Carolina game was probably the game of the day as far as I was concerned, as far as two teams just going at each other. And Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's he's had a very solid season. McCaffrey didn't look like he was out of uh, form after being uh, out for a few weeks. And so Carolina still can make some noise in that division obviously Tampa well maybe Tampa Bay I'll get to them in a moment and New Orleans are the cream of that division but Carolina's right there and and Butch you said it the the Miami Arizona game also probably the the cold game of the week if you will and as a Lions fan you know seeing Tua do what he does and again he's not putting up huge numbers but it just just having him out there it just seems to to breed confidence and I know Fitzpatrick did a great job and and it's no slight on him but you know again it's a guy that the Lions could have drafted Herbert is a guy the Lions could have drafted and you could go down down the list over the last few years it's frustrating and I want those two to do very well to prove Detroit wrong which shouldn't be that hard you mentioned EJ the Buffalo Seattle game you know Josh Allen it looked like maybe Buffalo there was some talk that oh I don't know the Bills aren't for real they lost a couple games and people were getting a little nervous and all Allen does throws 400 15 yards and three touchdowns against a, a not so good Seattle defense, but that was a big win. I think for Buffalo, you know, looking to win the, the AFC East, it looks like Miami is going to be their biggest competition there. That game last night, I'm still trying to figure out new Orleans and Tampa Bay you know, the first week, I kind of understood maybe Tampa wasn't going to be at their best, you know, having new players and Tom Brady. But you look at what happened in this game and and the rushing attack, it was the least amount of carries rushing attempts in a game. Five. I don't know if they just forgot they even had a running game, but five rushing attempts in an NFL game, that is absolutely insane. As insane as it's the first time in 19 years that he got swept by a divisional opponent, as you mentioned, EJ, That's this being Tom Brady. So that one really, really stuck out to me is what yeah, happened. That defense love will look great there. Yes. Okay, right now. Yes. That defense was ugly. And how about this one, guys? This one off the radar, but the New York Giants knocking off the Washington football team by the score of, no, no, hang hang with me here. The New York football Giants beating the Washington football team 23 to 20. The Giants at two and seven are not out of the playoff picture because, you know, they, they haven't been blown out a whole lot in games. I think San Francisco is the only team that, you know, knocked them off. They've been competitive. They were competitive against Tampa, and they're only a game and a half out of first place in that division. So don't sleep on the New York football giants at 2-7. and seven. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. And that game tonight, New England and the Jets, obviously it's do-or-die time for New England. And do-or-die time for one of my – well, I'm hoping that they score a lot of points because in my one fantasy game, I, I need the Patriots defense to not excel. So I wouldn't be shocked for an upset here. I think it's going to be a closer game. But again, like you said, Butch, we're starting to see the cream of the crop. And probably the, the winner of the weekend was the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They didn't play in all three of their divisional Ooh. opponents uh, lost. So I, I thought that was good for them as well. Gentlemen, let's take a quick break. We come back. EJ Russell is going to throw out a topic to the round table. All next on the Twin Sues only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Since 1916, 
A lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance. And a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, Auto Owners Insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. November is Diabetes Awareness Month. The friendly and knowledgeable staff at Arfstrom Pharmacy are your diabetes specialists. Hi, this is Andrew Zoki, pharmacist at Arfstrom Pharmacy. If you are in need of diabetic supplies, medication therapy management, or Medicare insurance assistance, we want you to know we can help. We can provide you with all the supplies and medications you need, as well as the expertise to counsel our patients on not only how to live with diabetes, but how to live well. Bring in your prescriptions, as well as your Medicare or other insurance cards, and we'll take care of the rest. Be sure to visit their webpage at www.arfstrompharmacy.com and on Facebook. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy at 415 Ashman Street in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. Continue to be joined by Butch Davis and EJ Russell on the round table. And for those of you that want to hear this broadcast again, or maybe missed it, we podcast our full two-hour show on the website, thegamesportshow.com. But for the most up-to-date version, make sure you go to thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We usually have that up about a half hour after we get off the air at 8 o'clock, and you can hear all our family of shows, including the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario with David McKeg Jr., Butch on Sports with Butch Davis, The Hot Seat with E.J. Russell, along with other broadcasts of Sioux High Football, Sioux Eagles Hockey, Coach's Corner with Dave Watson, along with my stints with Paul Van Wagner on ESPN Blacksburg, The Drive. So check out all those shows free of charge. As we continue our roundtable, we'll go to EJ Russell next for our topic, and then Butch for the first response. So EJ Russell, what's on your mind tonight in the world of sports, sir? I have been big on this team in awkward games for a while. And I got to ask you, boys, as the Hoosiers beat the University of Michigan 38 to 21 this weekend after being ranked 13th in the country, are the Hoosiers for real? Do the Hoosiers, if not Ohio State, are the Hoosiers the next best team to win the Big Ten this year? Butch, we'll go to you first. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, they haven't done anything wrong here to say that they're not in contention of. Uh, contestant for the Big Ten Championship, uh, hopefully in Indianapolis, if everything is copacetic and no one gets sick or ill. Um, yes, they're, they're in there right now. Until they lose or somebody beat them pretty doggone bad, you gotta say Indiana's in the, in, in, in the horse seat there. But again, the Big Ten this year hasn't been the Big Ten LO here as, uh, Penn State has not been looking too doggone sharp. 
uh, Michigan State, that's normally a competitor, at least on defense there, uh, has not been showing up at all. And so the University of Michigan, their defense just clearly stink here. And right now, Mr. Brown is going to have to, I say Mr. Brown here, is going to have to do something about that defense. Because right now, with the personnel he has there, they're not pretty ready to play uh, the, the okey-doke uh, whoever may be here. You know, <laughs> that, that's just plain and simple. They're not showing anything on defense, and that's right now it's hurting the University of Michigan there. Uh, as far as Ohio State, uh, the big O is uh, – the big O have passed. They haven't missed a beat. They've been beating the slop out of everybody they play. Uh, expect them to be there right now. But again, we haven't seen uh, too much of a of a flow with the Big Ten as far as the uh, neighborhood bullies uh, doing a job here. I think some of the the Goliaths out there are uh, putting in their stamp of trying to make this season uh, something unpredictable. Yeah, Butch, I think we're going to find out more about Indiana, and they've already put a, a good body of work together so far. Penn State obviously doesn't look like the team they thought we thought they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, Michigan, the expectations were there. They don't appear to be the team we thought they were this season, and they're going to go to Michigan State this weekend, a game they probably should win, and then they play Ohio State in two weeks. And, you know, even if Indiana doesn't win that game, but if they're competitive, then I think you got to put them, you know, a as a contender, obviously, in the Big Ten. Unfortunately for them, they play in the same division as Ohio State, so if they don't win that game, it's going to be pretty tough for them to get in the championship game because, boy, I have a hard time seeing Ohio State stumbling at this point, especially with the teams that we just mentioned not playing well. But, you know, give it up for quarterback Michael Penix Jr. I mean, he, what a day he had. 342 yards passing, three touchdowns against a very uh, substandard Michigan defense. And as Butch said, they, they I mean, I don't think Harbaugh is going to be given the boot at the end of the year. I honestly don't think Harbaugh will be given the boot. He'll probably step away, if anything else, if things don't, you know, continue to improve, although in his post-game press conference, he was, you know, okie-dokie and, oh, you know, I see progress, I see progress. Well, going into year six, I'm not sure if our Mason Blue fans, and I know many of them up here and many of them that are listening tonight, you gotta think that at some point, maybe there's a change, but yeah, Indiana certainly has put together a solid squad and they're winning games. And, you know, EJ, we're going to find out in a couple weeks if they are truly ready to take that next step and possibly contend for a division championship. But like Butch said, big 10 and college football is pretty unpredictable, but right now, Indiana looks good. And I think that Scott and I, I'm so mad at you for taking a little bit of my thunder and getting bringing his name. Michael Penix Jr. has absolutely been the piece for them that has made them uh, excel as this has gone along. Right? They squeeze out a 36-35 win against Penn State, who was ranked number eight at the time. Penix only throws for 170 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Look at his next two games though: 238 yards, 342 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions in each game. Okay, and the reason why that's relevant is. It feels like, you know, that first game against Penn State, that's a coin flip, right? Who's going to show up? Who's going to be ready to play? Penn State was looking, in my opinion, was looking past, uh, you know, Indiana, looking at their game towards Ohio State, uh, looking ahead. And I saw that, I said that that was a trap game for Penn State on the hot seat for anybody who was listening. Uh, they, they squeaked that one out against Penn State, and they beat Rutgers 37-21. Then they beat Michigan 38-21. 
what the part that that is really going to tell you, I think, how good Indiana thinks Michael Penix Jr. might be is that they let him throw the football fifty times in that game. They still only finished with sixty percent completion percentage, thirty of fifty for three hundred forty-two yards. Again, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So in his misses, he is being very efficient. Indiana has a tough road ahead. Okay, their schedule in the immediate future is not simple, right? They got to play Michigan State again. Uh, yes, Michigan State's one and two, but Michigan State showed that they can come out and beat a team like Michigan. Uh, then they got the number three Buckeyes, right? Indiana's ranked 10th in the country right now. If they beat Michigan State, that game against Ohio State is what's going to make or break your season. If you're competitive in that game and you prove that you're for real, in two weeks after that, you got to go up and play Wisconsin. You can't Randall, okay? which is not the easiest place to play. If Iowa can find a way to be competitive against Ohio State, which is a game that is being played in the horseshoe, and I don't think that Indiana wins. However, I do think that Indiana will play that game tougher than Ohio State expects them to. Uh, if Indiana plays well in Columbus and then goes out and finds a way to beat Wisconsin at Camp Randall, they're, they might be looking at a New Year's Six Bowl game. I, I mean, they might be just that good. And I think that if Michael Pennings Jr. can continue to play well throughout this season, uh, he's going to be the main piece for them. I mean, Ohio State's got what looks like uh, not, not the easiest game in the world this week against Maryland, led by Talia Tonga-Viola, yes. who has played fantastic football for Maryland this year. Uh, but then they got Indiana. Then Ohio State has Illinois before they go into Michigan and Michigan State those last two weeks, Michigan being uh, the finale. But other than Michigan, Indiana's the only other team Ohio State's got to get ready for. Indiana's still got to play two more games, so hopefully they can be competitive. They've done a great job uh, in, in Bloomington, putting out great offensive linemen, great defensive linemen, uh, putting fantastic pieces together. Now you got a kid that looks like he can play quarterback. Indiana, I'm going to say, in my opinion, right now is the top 10 team at the end of the year. Let's go to Butch Davis for our next topic on the roundtable. Uh, Butch, what's on your mind tonight? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, you know, I think the biggest news today was uh, <sighs> Tom Izzo getting COVID-19. That was the big news today to me in sports there. Um, although there are practicing now, many uh, particular teams are practicing now in, in college uh, sports there. <sighs> Do we look for any more surprises? Uh, SEC uh, has uh, taken it on the lamb. Uh, the Alabama-LSU game is in jeopardy here. Uh, I mean, how do you think college is going to survive this particular year here with all this going on? I'll start, EJ, and then we'll go to you. You know, and I talked about it earlier. You're, you're seeing cases rise all over the country, especially in the more rural areas now. And anytime there's large gatherings, and we've seen it locally here with our schools being shut down to the end of the month and and, and, and some incidences at the at, at Lake Spears State University with uh, Halloween parties. Uh, we saw it after the game against uh, Notre Dame and Clemson with, where the fans 
sandstorm the field. We're seeing it in uh, you know rallies for political candidates, celebrations for other political candidates. This is a pandemic that we have to still continue to, or I should say in some cases, people have to take seriously, but have to continue to take seriously. And, and it affects all walk of walks of life, in, including you know college sports. And we had Dr. David Pateson on in the first hour from Lake Superior State University talking about you know the fall sports. Hopefully we'll be played in the spring. And I think hopefully is the key word there for anything. Hopefully college football season will get through with uh, fewer cancellations. But, you know, we talked about Wisconsin, who's playing Michigan. Looks like they're going to be coming back to play this weekend. I think they have their COVID positive cases to five, but we saw a game in the SEC already canceled, Alabama and LSU. They look like they possibly could be canceled. I think uh, there were COVID cases possibly with the Pittsburgh Steelers I heard today. And so it's something that hopefully – is going to work out, but we need to do more than hope. We need to act, I think, as a society. And, you know, it's a simple thing to me. I, I know I sound like a broken record and get on, on my soapbox, but don't go to Halloween parties. Don't throw them. Don't go to them. Wear a mask. It's not that hard. It helps prevent the spread. And until the majority of people in this community and our country take this a little more seriously, you're going to see to con- you're going to continue to see what we are seeing. And, you know, all health experts uh, have predicted and, you know, their predictions have been right. We are seeing over 100,000 cases a day in this country and it's affecting all walks of life, including sports. So Butch, a simple answer is hopefully we can continue to talk about the games and I'm sure we will, but you know, it's still a pretty rocky road to navigate trying to get through this pandemic. EJ Russell, your thoughts before we go to Butch. I mean, I, I think my, my stance was pretty open that if we bring sports back, we're going to have an increase in COVID cases. Yeah. Uh, treat you know, I think the NFL out of all of these professional leagues has done the best job of, Hey, treat it like an injury, put them on their quarantine, make them, all these guidelines until they test clean, you know, uh, lots of fans. We wanted college sports back. We wanted professional sports back. And this is the way that we're getting it. Um, you know, I don't think any of us would have said that we didn't think a game or two might not get canceled or, or, or postponed or rescheduled. I think we all kind of knew that that was a possibility. Um, but as a sports fan, I'm just grateful for what we do have now. I understand that it's a pandemic. I understand that people need to be more socially responsible. Um, you know, whether you're pro mask or anti mask, taking a hundred thousand, well, not a hundred thousand, taking 10,000, 15,000 people and bum rushing the field when you beat the number one team in the country is probably not the best idea. However, I'd probably be down in that mosh pit, uh, enjoying that win. So I fully understand both sides. I understand that. As people, we want to enjoy life. Like we, you want to storm the field when you beat the number one team in the country, but sometimes we need to be willing to sacrifice a little bit. Like Scott, you're saying, put your mask on. You know, it, it, it's just a polite thing to do when it comes down to it, whether or not you agree with it. It's just straight up polite. It's like holding the door for an elderly lady. It's just something that you should be doing, whether or not you agree with it. Um, but hopefully uh, we can improve in the way that we're attacking this disease. You know, I, I very much appreciate the way that the National Football League has approached it, treat it like an injury, have the proper protocols in place, and just try to push forward because people want to have sports right now, but you got to do it the right way. Absolutely. Uh, Butch Davis, great topic. Your thoughts? 
<laughs> if I'd been at that Nova game, gang, you know what I would have did? I would have ran to my car. <laughs> Me that too. would have been a perfect opportunity to get the hell out of the parking lot before anybody else. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, hey, I've been home. I beat the traffic and all. Yeah. You know. Hey, you know, you, you you do what you can. And, you know, these are kids, okay? I'm, 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 I'm going to state it out very, you know, very plainly. They're not. Older adults here. These are kids, okay, right. who are doing this there. And, you know, it was funny today. I know a couple of classmates, I'm not going to name by name, but they're giving birthday parties in hotels and whatnot right. here for these kids here. And social distancing, I'm quite sure, is not being practiced here. So, again, until the world gets their stuff together. We're talking about Wisconsin. Hey, that's the partiest state in the world here, buddy. Have you ever been to a University of Wisconsin party? Mm, no, I never got yeah, invited yeah, to parties. Boy, you're <laughs> stuck there for a weekend, buddy. You ever, been to, a, right you ever been to a party at Bowling Green? They know how to throw a wedding. Huh? They know how to throw a You got to go to a party at Bowling Green, baby. Little Falcon no, Green, yeah, they're they're right up the line, but nobody does it like Wisconsin do it there. <laughs> it's not the party is concerned. Sounds like a few people around here do. <laughs> and, re- and 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 again, their their season's reflecting because again, uh, they're getting games canceled left and right in Wisconsin, and and they have not been able to play. And they and these games are not going to be made up either. You know, I'm just going to say that right now. And before anybody else thinks they're going to get made, they're not going to get made up unless the big team got a huge heart here. But, you know, right now, I, I think we're just plain and simple. I think we need to take this a lot more seriously, even down to the Detroit Lions getting caught in a, in a funk there with covert tests there. That's a professional team there. So, and it's happening every day where somebody on the team is basically getting sick or someone is getting quarantined there. <sighs> it's a hard thing that not to swallow there, but uh, they they say masses do count and they do work, and you know it's just that right now we got to take care of ourselves a lot better and give a lot more better education to our children there to take care of themselves. I know a lot of us going to bounce off a wall or something of that nature, but anybody who's very much so responsible, it, it's got to be suited up there that you know what we don't know what people do behind closed doors but again safety got to be an utmost uh, first thing in mind here gentlemen let's go to our final break of the hour we come back we'll have time for one more topic and then we'll get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week all coming up on the twin Sioux's only local regional and national sports show the game espn 1400 Boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night. When winter shuts down work and schools, come with resolve and powerful tools. Endure through every push, salt, and stack until your streets are back. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan.
O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets them apart. From your family to your hometown football teams, they have you covered. Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free Fremont insurance quote at 906-635-5600. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400 and online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We're continuing to be joined by Butch Davis and EJ Russell on our roundtable. Gentlemen, we got about 12 more minutes in the show. We'll get to our thumbs up and thumbs down here after this topic. My turn to throw one out and let's keep it with college football. We talk a lot of Big Ten. We, we've kind of brushed on, you know, some of the cancellations and Notre Dame and Clemson, but you know, obviously the Notre Dame Clemson game, the, the marquee matchup of the weekend, Notre Dame double overtime victory. I know Dave Watson is listening tonight. Big Irish fan. He had some excitement over the weekend and kind of shaking up a little bit the national championship picture right now. Alabama roll tide is number one. Uh, They're expected to play LSU this weekend. Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four. Again, these are just the AP rankings. The playoff points haven't been uh, announced as of yet. So EJ, we'll go to you first and then Butch, uh, you know, just just looking kind of at college football, the overall landscape, uh, maybe outside the Big Ten because we already talked about that. What are some of the uh, things and teams that you're keeping your eyes on? To give me some BYU. Yes. I love the way they're playing out. West. I mean, they're 8-0. You look at any team inside the top 10 right now, they are the only one at 8-0, right? Notre Dame 7-0. Clemson 7-1. Cincinnati, who's put forth a nice year too, don't leave them out of the conversation, 6-0. I... BYU, if they just keep beat, and I don't know how, what schedule they have left, if any. Uh, I think they got two games left. Um, San Diego State, and it looks like, let me pull this up here, uh, University of North Alabama. If they knock the socks off of these next two teams, BYU might have a legitimate shot at being a the, the first team ever to make the college football playoff not in a Power 5 conference. It, it, Clemson losing to Notre Dame is more significant than people realize because Notre Dame plays a very heavy ACC-friendly schedule. 
Texas A&M and Florida, one of them's got to lose to Alabama at some point. Like Florida, if they make the SEC championship game, is going to going to have to play Alabama. Texas A&M, I don't think has played Alabama yet. Uh, I'm going to pull up their schedule now, but at some point uh, they are going to have to play them. Or excuse me, Texas A&M did play Alabama, got blown out 52 to 24. Roll uh, tight. They still got games against Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, and Tennessee left, which none of those are cupcake games. But if they don't find a way to, uh, or if Alabama doesn't lose, Texas A&M, I don't think has a realistic shot at making uh, the college football play. Give me some BYU. I like what they're doing there uh, at Brigham Young University. Uh, it's been quite some time since they were relevant. Other than the fact that it's just nice to see them here. Get, give me some BYU. I love what they're doing out there. Butch, uh, the floor is yours. Oh, boy. Uh, who BYU is Go good though. I mean, I tell you right now, fifty-one to seventeen. That's a that's a breakdown. So they're, uh, they're knocking <laughs> the socks off of everybody they play. Yeah, yeah. Liberty beating uh, Virginia Tech. That was a good one. The one I looked at was the Arizona State uh, USC game. That was that nine was o'clock game. in the morning on the West Coast for that game to start. <laughs> at nine o'clock in the morning. Yikes. And by golly, we had a winner here by 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time. There has, uh, <laughs> UC, USC beat them by one point the final seconds of the game there. Uh, uh, the, and the coaches, just it was a, a look at coaches in, uh, from day and night. Miami's doing pretty well, you know. They could be doing better, but they're not going to go anywhere here, you know, just just to, just to name a few there. If we look at Marshall beating up on um, University of Massachusetts real bad there, and then also Florida, they're trying to keep their head above water. But the team I'm liking right now is the University of Cincinnati there. Uh, they beat a pretty good yeah. team there. And it, it, they Cincinnati looked doggone good there. Do not be surprised that they're in the top four when it comes down to picking some teams. Like I said, the college uh, – uh, seniority and variety of, of games being played this year because of covert. They're not going outside their leagues and all. It's going to be a different, hopefully a different outlook when it comes down to putting it in playoff teams there. EJ, I stole your thunder earlier, and you absolutely stole my thunder on this one with BYU. And, you know, again, another one of these quarterbacks that my beloved Lions could potentially draft. Maybe, I don't know, he may, the way his stock's rising, and they may have to lose all their Zach games Wilson's to get him. Zach Wilson's numbers right now, and, and I get it, they don't play in the SEC, they don't play in the Big Ten, but you got to play who's on your schedule. Completion percentage for Wilson, 78%. He's already uh, thrown for 2,500 yards, uh, 21 touchdowns, two interceptions. But I just like the way this guy manages eight, a game. Eight touchdowns on the ground too, Scott. Eight yeah, touchdowns yeah. on the ground. And eight rushing touchdowns. And I know this might get a rise out of you guys, but who he reminds me of, not pro performance, but college performance, a little bit of Johnny Manziel. I know that might hurt a little bit, EJ, hey. but he, he has similar playmaking ability. I think any team that drafts this guy 
is going to be in for a very good future in the NFL. Uh, you know, so I said that about Johnny. They did, they did, and, and I could very well be proven wrong. But you know, as of Johnny right now, big mouth though. <laughs> and Wilson does not. Yes, well, indeed. Johnny ended up playing for my Browns, which didn't help. And this guy just played for a Mormon school here. So yeah. you tell me who's going to win out here? And you know, trying to make probably Zach Wilson. Yeah, trying to trying to make sense of the of the playoff picture is almost impossible right now because you know some you know Pac twelve just started team like Wisconsin has only played one game so obviously uh, the you know the playoff picture is cloudy but I agree with both of you I think if BYU wins out they very well could find themselves in one of those positions and what if Cincinnati wins out that then you, you're gonna have two teams up there now I don't think that both teams potentially could get in the playoff picture but you know what with 2020 who knows maybe the sec starts to beat each other up the big 10 you know Ohio state seems to be the team notre right dame now could lose another game notre dame could lose another game you know i agree with indiana, Texas. Could, beat indiana could beat ohio state you know miami's kind of sitting there at six and one laying in the weeds but you know i'm big on the you know i think we're all agreeing tonight i think cincinnati I think BYU are two teams that very well could could run the table, and boy, would that create some chaos in the playoff picture. It's already going to be chaotic enough, guys. But you know, when you when you throw in COVID and teams and late starts and everything else, but uh, certainly going to be an unpredictable playoff picture as well. Gentlemen, we got about four and a half minutes, so we can take our time with this, and then we'll get updates on both of your shows for our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. EJ Russell. We'll start with you. What are your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week? Thumbs up for this week in sports. I've got to give it to Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. This week, he's just he's grabbed my attention. Uh, he He's the guy for me. I love the way that he's playing the game. Scott, I thought that that was a very fair comparison as far as playing styles to compare him to Johnny Manziel. He plays with swagger. He's got the Jordan headband. Uh, you know, with the tails hanging out be- behind the helmet because he likes the way it looks. He, he walks with a little bit of swagger. He's got 75, 76% completion percentage. He's thrown two picks. He's rushed for eight touchdowns. He's the third best rusher on his team. He's put a, a BYU team that none of us, none of us had on the map in position to potentially make the college football playoff. So thumbs up to Zach Wilson and BYU this week. Go Cougars. Uh, thumbs down for the week in sports. I gotta give to Georgia and, and that team led by Kirby Smart. You just got the pants beat out of you by Florida, who I didn't believe was as good as they played in that game. Georgia's defense has been too good for too long. I think Kirby Smart is too good of a coach to, to lose that game, um, at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville, which is, Hey, and I'll put that in air quotes, neutral site. I'm pretty sure Jacksonville's still located in Florida. Yeah. Uh, but thumbs down to Georgia for just getting the, the blocks beat off of them. You had to put up a better performance in that, in that game. You had to put up a better performance, uh, to, to be competitive against Florida in the SEC East. Uh, so thumbs down to Georgia this week. Thumbs up to Zach Will. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Hey, let's give a thumbs up to. 
the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah. On a roll. They won a game. You they know, won a game. They get rid of a doggone coach, and they have done better than, than they really thought they was. And and now they're getting rid of players who don't want to be coach there. Coach McKinley uh, got his rear end kicked out the door here. Uh, he's a first-round draft pick, and he got kicked out the door here today. Uh Thumbs down will go to, I'm reading this uh, Free Press article, should Detroit Lions bench Matthew Stafford? Should they fire um, Matt Patricia? Well, you think about it, boys. Please. Here. Uh, you know, uh, thumbs down Detroit Lions yeah. and what they're doing there. From from top to bottom there right now, they got to give the fans a, a legal answer on what's going on with this team and if they're going to be putting in a, some type of stride to try to make the playoffs there. I'll keep it quick, gentlemen. Thumbs down to all three teams, Michigan, Michigan State, and Detroit, for putting up dreadful performances this weekend. And thumbs up to this weather, 70 degrees in November. I will take it. E.J. Russell, we got about 30 seconds left for you. Uh, Hot Seat, when's the next episode? Uh, Unfortunately for our listeners, last week's episode of the Hot Seat was uh, not recorded due to some personal issues. Tyler, uh, my co-host of the Hot Seat, had a family member pass away, so we decided not to record a show out of uh, respect for the family who are dear, dear friends of mine. But uh, Wednesday night, I'm going to be on In the Pocket with Dave McKegg, uh, Justin Heichel, Jamie Antonello, all the Canadian boys. Uh, Thursday, we're going to be live recording uh, the hot seat from one of my favorite places. Uh, so you can look forward to that this week. Uh, other than that, just ready for an exciting week in sports. Browns coming back. What do we got? Week nine here. Nick Chubb expect to come back. So go Browns. Uh, check out uh, Monday night edition of the game uh, in the pocket on Wednesday nights. And then, of course, the hot seat hosted by myself, my co-host Tyler, with on Thursday. And Butch, a uh, brand new edition of Butch on Sports this week. we got about 20 seconds. Yeah, Butch on Sports this week. Hopefully we'll get uh, the tape going with uh, Corey uh, <laughs> Clements going on there. And we'll talk about uh, some uh, high school football, a lot of it. Congratulations, Sault Ste. Marie. Very good. That's going to do it for our show tonight. I want to thank our guest, Dr. David Pateson from Lake State, along with E.J. Russell and Butch Dazer. Yep. You have been listening to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You have listening to the game on ESPN 1400. Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.